0: Hi guys, welcome back to Rambles in Perspective, a podcast where slightly strange people discuss random topics. Today in the studio with us we have Ryan, Lolo, Shishen, with you, and myself, Sanjeev. Uh, how are you guys doing?
1: Good. I'm very tired, but
2: I'm very good. Very fragile. <laughs> Damn. Sounds like it's very fragile. Why
1: are you fragile?
3: I'm just tired. <laughs> Okay,
4: it's okay. <laughs> At least you want to yeah. like cuisine. Yeah, bro. I feel toasted.
2: No, I think
5: toasted
0: feel chicken is appropriate. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> toasted is like lightly likely done, you know, golden. Yeah. You're not golden, you This is like when you
2: get released on
0: lockdown into the sun. Yeah. But I'll survive, hopefully. So what what's today's topic?
5: with you? Uh it's technically Shushane's topic so she's got oh, the
1: introduction. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um so today's topic is is design a luxury? Um or is it or, or does can sorry, sorry. Or can design be um what we're taught in university where like it makes people's lives better, it makes our lives easier. It It contributes to sustainability, It kind of like all the good stuff. Um, Is that the case or is it purely a luxury? How I came across this sort of question is a third-year student from UJ contacted me and she asked me how I felt about um, starting a conversation about specifically interior design being such a sort of luxury topic. Um, a lot of people see interior design as luxurious, and you have to have money to do it, and all of that stuff. Um, but I want to know, like, what do you guys think? Do you think that it's, um, do you think that it's a luxury, or
5: okay? What's wait, well, so, from my limited understanding of interior design, I only also only see the luxury side of it. So, what would be the the opposite side <laughs> so, of it?
1: She she saw it as what I found interesting is because in third year I had the same ideas, but once you get to like fourth year, you're changing, you're changing, your mindset changes, yeah. and the way you think changes. So I personally think design is a luxury. Um, okay. I think that it's a luxury because it's expensive, um, and because of the expensive and the price it comes with designed goods or designed things it becomes a luxury um she saw it as like um there's a lot of like public institutions for instance like home affairs and police stations and all of these places that are functioning every day but they're very terribly designed in Mm. like interior wise the space planning is terrible the flow of like work is terrible the stuff inside is terrible and People get lost in these places and people don't feel safe and comfortable in these places where they should be, you know? Yeah. Um, and she's saying that, like, she doesn't understand how people, like, how the government isn't providing funds for interior design. Um, and people see interior design as such a luxury that like it's a last priority it's not even a priority it's the last thing you think about you think about they'd rather pay for like people's salaries they'd rather hire more people they'd rather pay water and electricity they'd rather spend money on things within a company or within a sort of system instead Mm. of making it pretty in inverted
2: yeah, yeah because
5: that's seen as a like overarching thing instead of like improving function and like workflow and
1: yeah i wanted to know what you guys think in terms of like from a product design perspective i
3: think product design doesn't have to be a luxury i think that it can be but i don't think like i think it's very possible to design things that aren't completely expensive that are sustainable but i think that People want more of the luxuries than they do the not-so-luxurious things.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, so basically my my thinking on this is that design, like I said, it, it it isn't necessarily a, a luxury because we've been taught that people always want something better. And when you want something better, it ends up being new. When you design something it's meant to be kind of pushing the boundaries or creating something that just works a little better, more efficient, more effectively. So when that kind of new product comes out, it's it's at a more expensive kind of level, but give it another two years or five years, or maybe 20 years, depending on the type of product you're making, um, it kind of becomes the norm. So for an example, like the, our cell phones, we've, created that
5: oh okay <laughs> well since just had some tef- technical
0: difficulties
5: there
1: technical difficulties
5: oh, always for him to reach one. Okay, my like my view on the whole design luxury thing is i think in recent times the word design has been used sort of as like a buzzword and not really used as what it's meant to be used for so i think when something is like new and they want to like appeal to people they use the word design and then automatically people assume that it's luxury but i think like in terms of product design i think Lolo was saying this is that there is the other side where it's not necessarily luxurious design but they still like designed products for i don't know
1: what would you consider luxurious design
5: uh when products fall within the like when products fall within the want category and not the need category so so i mean I i think the most like on the surface level thinking would be like community based design stuff where like you're trying to help a community improve their lifestyle that's not like the lux- luxurious design. That's designed to help a human being improve their lifestyle. Where like if you, like maybe car design, that, that is what I would see as luxurious design. Because it's not necessarily, you don't
2: necessarily need it. But
4: I think with automotive design, car design, Mm. It depends on what car. Like, I mean, if you're talking like your everyday city sedan or hatchback, then it's kind of a necessity. But mm. something like a Ferrari or a Lamborghini or a supercar, mm. then that's luxury. That's not needed. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. at the end of the day, we we all we don't need a car that can go 300 kilometers an hour because there's no road. Yeah. Think-
2: Unless you hire a track or something. Yeah, so basically the idea of, a, uh
0: like like the idea of a car was previously previously seen as a luxury, like a number of years back, and over time, it's kind of become a norm, and that's kind of along the lines of the point that I was trying to get at, where products and things that are designed today and might be a luxury today might become a norm for tomorrow it's not necessarily because it's an inexpensive or it's an expensive luxury today that it doesn't make our life better to a point where everybody should have it or everybody should have access to it so like the the cell phone for example uh in the past 20 years it's evolved to a point where every almost every single person <laughs> requires it to function as a as a person now you know if you don't have one you don't function like the rest of the community around you for example you don't have access to the same things that everyone else has so that idea of design being a luxury yes there are still luxury items in that category where not everyone has an iPhone as some people might have a Nokia or a Samsung or H D C or whatever other brand but certain brands associate themselves with luxury but the idea and the concept is the fundamentals of what the design part is meant to be
1: i think what i'm struggling to understand is like i understand from a i guess a product point of view that like um need and want determines if it's a luxury um, but, like, say for instance, like, I'm just going back to, like, home affairs. Our home affairs in South Africa is shit. Like, it's really, really bad. Um, they don't function well. Their space planning is terrible and stuff like that. Whereas, like, if you look at other countries, like, their home affairs, it's very clean, very neat, very organized, very systematic. Like, you get in, you get out. You know, you kind of, everything happens very quickly. But, would like, I would consider that a need for like interior designers or space planners to kind of come in and help this problem and make it a better thing. But the government sees it as not a need and more of a, oh, it's just extra stuff. Like, I still think it's a need, but then... You get what I'm saying? Like,
3: So then if you think that it's a need do you still think that design's a luxury then
1: i th- i think it's a I still think it's a luxury because of the the expenses that are involved into design. Not everyone can afford design you know um like i was I was telling the girl that asked me um yeah I see it as A luxury i see design as a luxury i think partly because i'm in residential design residential interior design and residential interior design revolves around extra money these clients have extra money to spend on a home that they're redoing you know it's not like um some of them yes they're tight on budget but it's all even with a budget it's extra money you know Um, so I see it as a luxury because only with extra money can you accomplish a design Yeah. from my side
4: yeah for me personally where the question is design a luxury I think it depends on the form of design so personally I do view interior design as more of a luxury Um, but I do agree where I see your point of where in public areas there could be a benefit to it in place there or used there because it could create a better system for flow and so on and so forth. But other than that, I do see is design like interior design a luxury. Whereas something like product design, UI, UX, um, and graphic design, those I see in today's world more less of a luxury, more of a need. Um, I don't know, especially because, I mean, if you think about you, a user interface, you're never going to stay using an app or program if it looks ugly or is hard to use. Most of us will go to... Most of us stay, for example, on Photoshop um, because it's it's so user-friendly. But when you try Photoshop's alternative, I think it's called GIMP, Gimp that interface is so how can i say yeah GIMP, the free one yeah it's so like you like if you're not gonna sit and learn its manual crude you're not gonna be able to do anything in it whereas photoshop if you can read an icon or just hover over it it gives you the information you need i mean the new photoshop even gives you tutorials based in but then and then that's what mean? i think yeah
2: no no I finished.
4: yeah but that's what i'm saying like in certain forms In the world we live in today, it's become need. Like I think 20, 30 years ago, UI/UX was not a need. For example, Um, same like industrial design, maybe, geez, 80, 100 years ago, it was not a thing. It was not a need, or it was a luxury. If you think about uh, the bar house and
2: that, yeah.
1: But then, like. I'm not obviously an industrial mm. designer, so I don't know like details, but like yeah. on surface level, what I see is like you guys do custom things. You when client says I need this, this, and this, you kind of make it happen. You yeah. don't know how, but you I mean you you solve the problem. Um but yeah, but like wouldn't that be a luxury? Because people are yeah. customizing. It's not like, oh, yeah. I'm designing something and I'm going to shoot it out of a machine a thousand times. Like, it's not just that. That's yeah. part of it, but
4: yeah. it's not... I see where you coming from. And I think, so as an industrial designer in South Africa, I think that's the view most of South Africa has about us, is that we're here for your custom furniture or your one-off product. But I think if you go to Europe and... China or other countries where there's a more manufacturing base, there we are seen as a need, there we are in demand. Because it's, I want to design a product, I need an industrial designer. Even if it's something that's got like a mouse, a million units are going to be made of it. So you want someone who's going to figure out your ergonomics and your manufacturing from start to finish. You know what I mean? You don't want to just go with the engineer who can do that, but he's not going to think about the human interaction. He's going to think about how can I make this quick, cheap, and structurally sound. Yeah, I just think it's a South African view mm. that we are just here for custom work. I don't know. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think I agree with that. In
5: terms of like South Africa, I think it does tend to lean towards like the luxury side of things even though in the background, like let's say you build or you des- you design, you don't build, you design a sustainable hydroponics pond thing to help someone with farming at home. I, I don't think a lot of people consider that as design. They just say it's like you're making something to help someone where when you, make a product that looks really nice and like looks sleek and got has the like a powder-coated stuff and like it looks simple minimal then people are like oh that's a designed product so i think yeah i agree with ryan in south africa yeah. the mindset
0: yeah so i think also with that it's like a misconception because people need to understand or have the realization that a lot of the everyday products that we use as well it's based off products that not just manufactures, just push out. It needs to be a product that's designed and then manufactured. So as an industrial designer, it's our skills and our knowledge that we put into all these products that are used every day, whether it's a, a, a spoon, a tap, a door handle, every little item that you come across there was some kind of a thought and consideration put into it before it was put into mass manufacture. So, yes, that's part of your everyday items. And then, yes, on the other end, you do have that luxury aspect of it because people want custom things. If it becomes custom and not necessarily mass manufactured, then, yes, there is. that becomes a certain gap to, to differentiate between what a luxury item is and what... Uh, a readily available item is for a larger population and um, that's that's kind of along the long lines of what i'm thinking because there's a there's a, a bit of a misconception about luxury items being just oh uh, yeah just custom
1: but then just going back to what ryan said um say for instance a mouse if you buy a mouse from a a random engineer that designed this mouse probably going to look like a round thing with two buttons and a scrolly thing you know um but an industrial designer can design a mouse that's more ergonomic and works better maybe more buttons or i don't know positions different stuff but if you were to sell both of these things on a shelf which one would be more expensive the designed one like still to me designed things come with a price like even with cutlery for instance you get those like really simple ones and you get those like sleek black ones or like gold ones or like the ones that have like a specific shape and stuff it comes at a price because yeah, it was see, designed
4: yeah but, but i that's mean the misconception yeah sorry
1: yeah. no no
3: sorry i just wanted to, but i think that comes back to aziz's point of that um just because something sort of looks pretty it doesn't mean that's the only thing that's designed like things that don't necessarily look super great are still designed products
4: yeah, that's what I was gonna say.
2: Yeah, even even from the the
5: engineering's uh, point of view, sorry, right? From an, the he he or she designed that, even though it maybe doesn't have the the same uh, let's say aesthetic value, yeah, as as an industrial designer would do, because we've got different priorities set than. What they do but to a certain extent what they output is still designed so like is design a luxury is like yeah. the word design I think yeah is the issue
4: i think <laughs> now i was just gonna say on the thing of the engineer versus the designer i think there's a quote that was said by a car designer uh can't remember his name i know his name i think his name is chris bagley I know I pronounced that wrong, but I think that's how you pronounce it. But basically, he said, um, if you watch his dead (laughs) talk, he said that engineers. So he said, sorry, he says designers create the problems and engineers solve the problems. So that's why for him, he was explaining that it's important as designers that we need to work with engineers. Um, Because at the end of the day, we can come up with the most beautiful ergonomic mouse, for example. But if the components can't fit in there what's the point but yeah sorry low i was to add that
3: um i was just gonna say that i think no. then you can't say that like design as a whole is a luxury i think it depends on what sort of design you're talking about so if you're doing like social um design then that's not really going to be a luxury but if you're doing like mm. um furniture design,
1: like more personal so, design.
3: Yeah, that's more likely to be a luxurious product, you know.
5: But I think, it, but, uh, but I think it's also, like, it's hard to, like, pinpoint, like, what, what is and what isn't. Because even if you're saying, like, a social, like, social design is not necessarily a luxury, I think within there, you can still get luxurious products or, like, high-end products or products that, like, pri- prioritise... Yeah, I think like aesthetics is but, luxurious. I mean, let's be honest. Design if you're is design. Aesthetic
4: is aesthetics really luxurious? What's the luxurious component? Is it not more the materials? Because I can make a a nice shape, um, and then find a way to make it cheaply. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but I think I think the materials falls under
5: aesthetics. Because if you use a cheaper material, it's not going to look the same as if you use a high-end material. So I think, I think it like I think it's, I think, yeah, aesthetics over design. So
0: I think there's a bit of a like a gap here though with everything that we're saying. Where design is not just about the aesthetics. That whole functional aspect that we that we that Ryan mentioned that must be done by engineers and things like that. A lot of that stuff is actually stuff that we do already. We take that into account as designers because yes, we do the outside, the aesthetics, what it looks like, but at the end of the day, we actually do consider the inside because, for example, if we're making a mold for a product, we have to understand, first of all, how is that product going to be manufactured? What exactly needs to go on the internals of that product? And at the end of that product, what's its what's it, what's it shelf life and, and afterlife as well? We, we're not only thinking of just what it looks like and what it's going to work like yeah. when, it's, when it's made or what's, what's what the intention of it is.
4: Yeah, that's why in his quote he says designers create the problems and engineers are there to solve them. He's basically saying that as a designer you need to push the boundaries. And yes, sometimes I think what what Sanjeev is saying is something we taught from second year where we told this is the components you need to fit in. So make the shape around that. And what he's trying to say in his quote is that you need to sometimes say, yes, these are the components, but maybe these components can be engineered in a different way. So I can make a design of something that's different or a newer shape. You know what I mean? you got to push that boundaries. A mouse can't always look like a mouse, as we all have that picture of that old cream, ugly ass big things that we used to use back in the day with a ball underneath. The ball. Yeah. <laughs> if no one said to themselves um, why yeah. isn't the mouse vertical and then made a vertical mouse we wouldn't have that. You get what I mean? you got to push the boundaries and that's what he's trying to say. And that's where I think design gets costly when you push boundaries.
5: In a way. I don't know yeah but that's but that's what i'm saying is like i'm not saying that like design doesn't doesn't take into consideration like i'm not saying that di- design doesn't take into consideration the like internals or like or what i would consider like the back end of something i'm saying when you're talking about design being a luxury i think the focus is on aesthetics so i'm not saying we don't disregard yeah. what's happening on the back end i'm saying when you ask the question is design a luxury? I would say the like simple answer is no. Design is not a luxury. Aesthetics is, yeah. Because I think we can all agree. I think the same thing with interior is like
1: the way it looks. Yeah.
5: You can design something, but you can compromise on aesthetics and makes sense. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Also, think yeah.
4: this whole idea of design being a luxury. I think it comes from companies like um, Apple. Because, I mean, if you think about when Apple started pushing the boundaries of how a yeah. computer box should look or how a monitor should look, they were one of the first companies to say, to invite industrial designers in to kind of uh, yeah. push those forms. And I think yeah, in their yeah. marketing, they pushed that idea of this is designed, <laughs> so I'm going to charge you more. Even though sometimes mm, those yeah. components weren't better than a Windows computer, for example. I mean, look at the Mac Pro right now. That thing cost, what, $50,000 for the, like, fully kitted out one? And literally, it's just mm-hmm. because it was molded out of, I mean, aluminium cast. It's got fancy wheels that cost uh, $700 on its own. I mean, Apple sells yeah. you that design like it's going out of yeah. fashion.
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, and that that goes back to what I was saying at the beginning of this thing is, like, the connot is a it, is it connotation. Oof, English, I think it's connotation. The connotation of the word design in today's day and age is worth luxury, when technically the word design just means something that was like put through, like you had like a thought process to be able to like. Think out all the problems and then problem solve it your through something. Yeah. I feel like that's what design is. But people just assume design means the aesthetics. Yeah. Like Sanjay was saying, you can't have design and then not think about the back end. So I think like your average Joe thinks design is aesthetic is at, like those two equal each other when technically it doesn't
4: yeah. i think that's just marketing
5: yeah marketing like i was saying it's a, like it's become a buzzword yeah.
1: that's a selling word like yeah. if
5: you want something to sell and be like super cool you're like design yeah designed
0: by this or designed in <laughs> germany or designed in a european country or designed in china that that association yeah. from the way it's designed gives it a certain kind of uh, appeal, basically, to somebody else because they'll say, "Oh, this is a European design." Oh, I think it, it just sounds a little more expensive, or it just sounds a little more bougie in a way. So it makes you want it more. You make it. It makes you think that it's it's better than somewhere else. Yeah, it make yeah. you think It's a better product from South Africa, or better than a product from South Africa.
5: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that reminds me of, I think it's a Kenyan, um, he's a, uh, he makes custom um, uh, cyclists, (laughs) he doesn't make the people, (laughs) he makes the bicycles, he makes custom bicycles, he welds them himself, he has his own like little manufacturing thing, but he says that his products sell way better when he says, like, like you said, made in a European country. Than to say that he made it himself so when he makes his bicycle he puts there made in i think it's paris or some, something like that and then he gets he gets more buyers he like he noticed that he got more buyers doing that than by having like
3: way to work the system <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
5: which is super interesting because then that goes... Like, then the bigger question is like... Appreciate the Yeah, appreciate us. Like, what do people... Like, yeah. what do people consider as good design, firstly? And why is it that it's the European countries or America that's considered to be like... The, is it the top yeah. echelon of like design or whatever the English words are?
2: Like
4: yeah i it think is. that's like the better question i think yeah. it's just because i have more experience in those fields especially countries like germany and in europe i mean i don't know i think germany pioneered industrial design in a way the Bauhaus and so forth and so forth i think they normalized um, it i think it's always been there yeah yeah, yeah like, true true a carpenter technically was an industrial designer point yeah um but yeah i think it's just because of the experience. And I think they're marketing. Yeah. So from from my
0: experience, I think it's more along the lines of the information yeah. and the system that they have in place that give the designs that come out a certain higher end quality. Because, For example, the amount of research and information that they've gathered, gathered on products and the amount of time that they take researching and developing a product with the ergonomics or the the functionality or the UI or the UX that goes into it. All of those factors that they take into account is what makes the designs so much more appealing to people. The the idea that people know it's been thought about to that extent of being a better product. So I, I get that it's not always... Done to a to a level where it's appropriate for everyone, but just the mere fact that they can say, "Oh, we've thought about it in this manner, or we've considered the, all these things," it makes sense. I disagree. With I that. disagree
4: because yeah, I got it right uh, because I don't know. I feel like because we've been taught to think like that too. Like if I'm if I'm gonna design a product for someone, yeah, I'm definitely not gonna <laughs> skip um, stages or process things or anything that I need to consider uh, depending on obviously material and what I'm designing. Definitely. I'm going to take everything into consideration. I'm also going to do market research and all that. So I think I don't think it's the fact that we don't follow processes because I think we do follow process. We follow it pretty well. I think it's just comes down to I don't know, pure marketing for me. I don't
3: know. I think it's also because, sorry, um, that if you like Europe and places like, and like America are considered to be like first world countries, and first world countries are considered to be like better off. So if you get something from somewhere that it's like already known as like sort of this, you know, great place, you, the expectation is that it's going to be great. But if like, somebody says that they're like the guy from kenya who's trying to sell his bikes if he says that they're from kenya people don't look at kenya at this on the same level they look at like sweden so they aren't going to be like oh it's going to be just as good as a bike from sweden because they're going to be like mm, it was just made by some guy in kenya you know
2: yeah
5: yeah exactly i think it it, it, it like it boils down to like long-term indoctrination that europe and america all right, I'll uh, pay yeah. the best. <laughs> USA, oop, oop, whatever. Uh, <laughs> you know they do. <laughs> anyway. Uh
4: USA viewers.
5: <laughs> yeah, sorry for the USA viewers. This is a <laughs> <folks> from <laughs> Little Africa. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't mean to be sassy. I'm sorry. But. Uh, Like, I think it's just, like, long-term, like I said, long-term indoctrination, and, like, I think it's also, like, something that's, like, been passed down generationally, where those, what do you call them, sections of the world are considered to be the best, top-graded, you're not going to get bad quality things coming from there, like Lolo was saying. So, like, is it true sometimes? Probably. But... I think you can't disregard, like, the guy was making the bikes, right? He was probably making, like, really good bikes for people yeah. to believe that it came from somewhere out there. <laughs> so,
2: right, yeah, I maybe, don't know what
5: maybe I was trying to make a point on. I didn't anyway, necessarily
0: yes, mean that <laughs> us as industrial designers anywhere else in the world don't consider everything. I'm just saying that maybe they have the facilities too. Maybe yeah. create better designs to a certain extent.
4: I think not create better, but I think create faster. Yeah, maybe create faster
0: a little a little more. Maybe it's also more about the detail with which they, they, they're able yeah. to get kind of results. Because I yeah. think it's more about the information. If we have the same information as industrial designers in another country, we're able to design just as well, if not better. It, it's yeah. the idea of... Uh, the information that's available to us if you research
1: information i think it's also like resources in a way because like just as from like um it's a little bit off topic but kind Mm. of on topic um the topic of sustainability in interior design there's not a lot of building materials and stuff like that that are sustainable in south africa for instance a very well-known material bamboo but we don't have a bamboo forest in south africa you know to get um sustainable sustainably sourced bamboo i have to still import the bamboo importing that bamboo makes it unsustainable
2: yeah
1: you know it's 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 kind of like a
2: yeah Catch
1: yeah. yeah it's just you kind of like stuck in this like I'm trying to be sustainable and i'm trying to follow like first world countries um and be sustainable and kind of do what they do and all of that but we don't have the same resources that they do to execute that well, all the sure. time but sometimes
0: so does bamboo act as a luxury or is bamboo a luxury in countries where it's available or is it just a luxury in
2: countries where we have to import it
1: I think it's just in countries we have to import because, like, in like China, bamboo is like on every street corner. Like, <laughs> you know, in Japan, like bamboo is everywhere. It's yeah. they build houses out of bamboo. Like, it's not a luxury; it's a thing. That's because just it's thing.
0: already available. It becomes yeah. the norm, and yeah. Okay, uh,
5: my point on that is like, I think. I think it comes back to like long-term indoctrination. I think we need to be able like I to a certain extent I do agree with you. Yes, we don't have the resources. But I do or oh, I'm a firm believer of that the mindset of the people needs to change because then within our country or within our continent we are able to find solutions that are sustainable instead of maybe just going for the bamboo, I'm not hating on the bamboo, but like, that's just the the example here. Uh, like, I think, I think instead of like the first option being let's go externally, I think we need to first look within to find a solution within and that helps with, uh, next generations to come or whatever with, Oh okay no that resource is available here, whatever it may be. Or this alternative is available. Let's like 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 let's let's use it. Where I think a lot of the time it's easier just to go with whatever the the worldwide option as is well. and not a lot of the things work like okay as well. Yeah, when you bring it back here, like for some reason I'm not a scientist and this is just me talking bullshit but like let's just say for some odd reason like you bring bamboo into south africa and the sun's so harsh here that it doesn't last as long or it dries it up or whatever like i think yeah we we need to, you need to first look for the solution here and find a solution here and then go externally and not the other way around where like people are like we'll use the external solution but tell everyone else that you guys need to look within i do i will say that like it's easier said than done
0: yeah so that's kind of yeah kind of conversation about kind of the sustainability aspect we we it was brought up that you know the idea of solar panels it's a it's 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 a design product though it's a futuristic product product where it pays itself off in time but to install solar panels it's a bit pricey it's not like it's it's not not something everyone can do it's not cheap so that everyone can do it but the idea that it's it's available to people let's say mainland south africa region because we don't have other options or we don't have that many other options whereas people at the coast might be able to use hydro or kind of the the ocean as as some kind of power source wind or people power. that are yeah on on the coast as well have wind power available to them. Based on our locations, we have certain <sighs> aspects that can work in our favor, but we obviously don't take those into account all the time. We look for what's available, like what Vazir said, rather than finding out what can work in our immediate surrounding or what can work for us in our current environment and what we can use closest to us we look to what already exists or has been made or designed somewhere else in the world where it might be adapted to them and not necessarily us we try and take that and kind of mix it and change it and try and reinvent rather than kind of reconsidering a totally different option that's most probably better suited to us.
5: I think that goes into like a a broader topic, which we don't have to discuss now, but maybe in like later podcasts is like, I think it was a topic that Lola suggested, which is like decolonization of like, I think the topic she suggested was decolonization of education, but like the broader topic would be like decolonization of like the, like the masses, not only within education, but like just within like society and the mindset people have about their own community not being like like community in the like broad sense not being um well off enough or more established enough or
4: not well yeah. documented enough back or like that whatever the case may be how, um so, aluminium yeah. is mined in south africa and then in its raw form we export it to germany for example and germany turns it into sheets And then it's brought back to South Africa where it's stamped to make a BMW, a BMW 3 Series, I think. And then that same 3 Series is sold to South Africans at a higher price than it is to Europeans or Americans. But it was made from our resources and it was made in our country in some cases. Yet we pay more. Like, I mean, that's taking advantage of the Africans.
3: Yeah, I think what also needs to be considered is like, let's say if we look at like wood, there's a certain company that came to speak to us last year that said <laughs> there's sort of sustainable wood that they use, they import from the US because finding a sustainable source of wood in South Africa, just the South African woods weren't good enough. But in reality, we have good woods. But from what I've like conversations that i've had with people is that the woods that are found in south africa tend to be very hard from like machines and stuff so it just like breaks very easily but i think instead of the conversation being like sort of like what was said, instead of like trying to like outsource stuff from other countries why not make yeah. better machines for woods in south africa so yeah. that exactly. we can use yeah. more woods in south africa
5: exactly exactly the the, the like the problems of it, like the design there we go the like the design thinking of, 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 of where we are needs to change. It needs to be yeah. like, oh, it's not working. Let's go find a better solution somewhere else. It, make- that, that shouldn't be the, 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 the thought process. The thought process is really like, it's not working. But how do, we, how do we progress society forward by making our own decisions and helping ourselves and being a little bit selfish, in inverted commas, to, to, to kind of keep it at home. Because <laughs> I feel like sometimes it's it's not bad to keep things at home. Yes, like, I mean, if you want to get into the uh, aesthetic luxury thing, can you import some, like the bamboo, for instance? Yes, you can, but then the tier goes higher. But I think the threshold to do things at home is so high because not a lot of yeah. people are doing it.
4: But Don't you think, so I don't know if it's changed yet. But sustainable design, for example, like, uh, for example, obviously, the bamboo, if you don't want to import it for them to use it in China or Japan, it's sustainable for them. Um, But sustainable design, don't you think it's become this thing of luxury instead of the norm where we should be designing sustainably before we design um, for ease manufacturing, for example, for ease of manufacturing? you know what i
2: mean yeah
3: because like you also find that now like sus- products that are considered to be sustainable or that are like super popular because they're sustainable also tend to be a lot more expensive when yeah. it shouldn't be that way when things it becomes are, a
1: novelty just, yeah
3: when things mm-hmm. are designed to be sustainable there should be the consideration that we shouldn't make it so expensive it's like the whole thing of like um food how veggies and fruits and stuff are a lot more healthy for you, but they tend to be a lot more expensive than, you know,
4: vegan restaurants, restaurants I think the reason
1: why people have this mindset is because number one, no one wants to be that person to have to do research. Um, Number two, no one has time. Um, In like today's society, everyone's like time is money. Um, you know, I'd rather just get things done, get my money in, get the economy going, you know, um, people, there's not a lot of people that sit and do research, I guess they are, but like, imagine now someone has to now sit and research how to make a machine that can cut harder wood. I, I don't know. I just randomly say like. needs to be someone sitting there researching this developing this testing this prototyping this like you know it's and i don't think that like the government funds stuff like this you know it's it it becomes like private funding it's a whole situation and I, i don't think that it's 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 yeah. a very long process that people don't want to go through and the easiest option is just to get what's readily available and it's proven to be fine in other countries so yeah. why not use it i think that's where the mindset comes from
5: yeah yeah yeah. but i think i think uh, look i'm not saying that i'm like bliss to the fact that that like money mm-hmm. is time or time is money or whatever and like capitalist societies is just the norm but like um what i'm saying and it, i'm not saying that like when you get a pro like you get a brief and you need it let's say design sustainably i'm not saying like it's it, it's out. like you're the like reason now now you need to like go figure out all this stuff i think it's more of like a relay race where uh you maybe not the start but like let's just say you are the start you're the first runner Finding the little bit of information because then that makes it easier to pass it to the next person. Instead of trying to find a big chunk, you find a little bit and then that like builds up to to, to, to something bigger. Where I, yeah, I, I don't I, like, time. I agree that like time, money, but like you can't, like, I think it, we've, we've, we've gotten like it's twenty twenty it's a shit show, like I think people need to stop saying that and like just do something
0: <laughs> so i I think as an example, like this might be completely off topic here, but um the idea that we have load shedding in south Africa um it's it's a it's it's a very frustrating thing and it's negatively impacted. Homes. It's negatively impacted businesses, the entire economy. It's affected literally everything. And the one thing that we could actually, or the one way this could actually become or turn into a good thing is if, for example, South Africans as a whole decided, you know what, we need to make electricity more sustainable for ourselves. So we look at alternatives for ourselves. So imagine each household almost running independently off the grid or running itself by some kind of solar energy or some alternative, how how much would that increase our capacity as a country? Being put in such a bad position where we don't have the capacity to have the power for the entire country at this point in time, if each household was able to reduce their load or take on the load of just their own house. imagine how that would improve a society, for example. We forced into that situation doesn't mean we can't make a a better solution for it because that would be fundamentally what what you're saying, where you start off by creating a solution at home. It's a problem that we have other countries have it, yes, but they've got different ways to work around.
5: I think I think with the like Eskom one specifically or the load shedding thing specifically. I think there's deeper, deeper issues, it's just corruption issues than just not yeah. having yeah. the resources to make power. Yeah, corruptions, it's looting. There's I think there's mismanagement of assets and all of that. I think there's deeper
2: issues.
4: In a way, yeah, but um, if you think about it this way, for example, the something. thing, it's not that there wasn't money at some point because, I mean, we're building a whole new, new cap- nuclear power plant. I think it's in Cape Town. Well, I think the new one's in Cape Town, I can't remember. Um, and that power plant is going to be built by a Russian company. Why would we go nuclear with a Russian company when we have... What, one of the world's biggest fucking deserts? <laughs> put some solar panels down and let's go completely green. Yeah. I mean, Cape Town has such a, is such a... I mean, not Cape Town. PE is such a windy city. You can go windmills or... Yeah, yeah windmills?
1: Yeah, windmills. <laughs>
4: Wind turbines. <laughs> right. I think this comes down to where the money is. We live <laughs> in a country where the government is going to take the deal. That's going to give them enough to put in their pockets and the issue with that also comes down to that we need to
2: de what's the word i'm looking for
4: i guess demonopolize the electricity market so take escom and give them competition yeah allow a private entity to come in should be the supplier of power yeah and Also, because I know you speak about solar power uh, plants and, I mean, panels. That technology is so expensive in South Africa right now. Purely because we just have to import it, especially the batteries. We have to import the batteries from China. And the level of battery you need is too costly for your middle class household in South Africa.
0: Yeah. I mean, a a basic lithium-ion battery here... Cost anything between five mm. to ten thousand minimum.
4: Yeah, and this is why South Towers have been getting robbed.
1: Just um, backtracking a little bit. Does anyone want to explain what load shedding is for yep. people who are not South African?
5: Load shedding is a son of a bitch. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, load shedding is uh, the government's way of well, what they say is. Um, releasing load off of our power stations to help with yeah, we so don't long have like a um,
4: catastrophic event component. where one of the things go down and we have no a complete blackout failure basically. like the Venezuela yeah.
2: blackout
4: yeah
5: yeah exactly yeah. basically but yes 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 yeah but like uh that's like the, the the behind the story thing but the front end of load shedding mm-hmm. is basically they just cut your power for a
1: certain period of time powerful and it powerful. comes in stages unsuspecting
4: amount yeah, of yeah. time sometimes and, and let's be honest at this point i think they just do it to yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i mean my power went out yeah. for half an hour
4: bruh
1: power stations are down cable theft <laughs>
0: <laughs> i feel like no, you see, I feel like they have this one guy who's turning off switches. He gets to no, four o'clock. These switches, need to go off. And he says, in four hours, it needs to come back on. But this guy, he took a nap, and he forgets it. And then 12 hours later, he comes, oh, shit.
4: Damn it. No, I feel sorry for that guy, to a point, though. <laughs> because have you seen how they label some suburbs? Like, now, is broken into two. Yeah. 5A and 7A. Why wasn't it 5A and 5B or... 7A and 7B. Why are you kidding? <laughs> it's like, um, like, yeah, like
1: the,
5: the, the one area by Roosevelt just below Northcliffe on top here by me. They, their, um, what do you call it? The demarcation for their area, oh, yeah. yeah, their code yeah. was on uh, two different lists. So they had no power the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> it would switch off. And then I think it switches on for like fifteen minutes and then switches back <laughs> off because it was on that schedule. Yeah.
1: So yeah, so I work in Hyde Park, and when I um when I first when we, we moved office just after lockdown, um and I had to figure out which one was the like the area where we were at. There were like twenty Hyde Park, like different Hyde no. Park ones, and I'm like, I don't know
2: which ones. I had to like. Yeah
1: take like all of them you know how you like you like upload them onto your sort of yeah add to down all of them yeah 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 and then like see which one was accurate and then delete mm-hmm. i'd like eliminate <laughs> them
5: like literally even back to like that, that app yeah. yeah. are, like super sidetracked that wasn't even a government app It was a private entity who was like, "We need to know when. What time
1: we're having load shedding? Yeah,
5: what time we're having load shedding, and what's the schedules like, and what does what stage does which level mean, and how long do you like? That's another super interesting topic. But anyway, another like thing is why does gauteng have four hours and like Western Cape and Durban have have two hours?
4: Not all of gauteng is equal. Lolo only gets for two hours. Yeah, but that's like Pretoria,
5: right? Like two and, and a half hours, and that's because uh, of all the diplomats.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're trying to show off and act as though oh, we don't have yeah. all those problems.
5: You have, yeah. Yeah. You guys have the diplomats there. Sure. <laughs> You're lucky,
0: no? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no one told you guys to live in Joburg? Like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, but was like, we've gotten so used to load shedding. So like a while ago, when we first started having load shedding, um, my friends in Taiwan also experienced like a power outage of some sort, but it was like a, like a whole like a national sort of situation. But it went out for like an hour, <laughs> like in I don't know how many years of history, Um and they're all like freaked out. Everyone was posting on Instagram like, oh shit, like why is this happening? This is not fair, we pay our bills. And in, in my mind, I'm like, yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but also like sometimes like um, earlier in the year, we went to Zambia and they were saying how for them, the general time frame is like 12 hours a day. So basically every day, they don't have power throughout the day, but then they have like a bit of power at night when everyone's asleep. So I think you know four hours is <laughs> it's doable.
4: Yeah, <laughs> uh, Eskom supplies Zambia, right?
3: Um I don't I don't know, their power thing is called Zesco or something like that.
4: Oh Eskom in disguise. <laughs> 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 they want to go fuck with other people. <laughs>
0: or...
4: probably probably, charge yeah. less probably.
0: Anyway. I'm just saying.
4: But yeah. Yeah, we got a super
5: sidetracked there, sorry guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, super, super, super sidetracked. But uh, how do we want to, what's the final thoughts on this this issue? Let's go around the table, as they say.
3: Final thought is that I agree with what Wazir said, where design isn't a luxury, but aesthetics is the luxury of it all.
1: I agree with that Uh. too. I'm
4: willing to change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I think
5: context-based. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely context-based. Definitely yeah. context-based. Yeah.
4: And I think we also, when we look at simpler objects, as much as I, as designers, we also criticize those objects. We need to sometimes remember someone actually sat there for a couple of hours at least to design that. Days. <laughs> so, you know, give the guy a bit of a... <laughs>
1: Do you guys also
0: do that? I mean, to be honest, so like it's our, I,
2: yeah.
0: yeah, it's our day job to be critical, so it's in our nature. We can't help it. <laughs>
1: so you, yeah. see, like when I walk into like interior spaces and stuff like that, I'm like, mm, this isn't planned very well. It's very bad space planning. Oh, I wouldn't use yeah. bad light. I wouldn't. Oh, no. um you, us us you guys because we walk products? through.
4: Yeah, we walk through supermarkets looking at banks and <laughs> 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 things like is it ABS? Oh, is it
5: PLA? What is happening oh, here? Man. The split lines are off. Why did you what? do the split line through there?
4: <laughs> or, or, or what is when you walk through, a, uh, like, Santin mm-hmm. and you go into one of those fancy furniture places oh, and you just look at the hood oh, and you're like, yeah, I could have made
0: this <laughs> expensive product. Oh, that, that, that itches a,
2: Oh.
3: Or even just like bottle design, like you'll just be drinking. So today, Ryan right, is drinking a bottle of Fanta and he just sat there complaining about the way it was designed the entire time. Just <laughs> like, I'm just lying. Lying. I'm like, what is this?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, a bottle.
5: Yeah, bottle. I guess it's like, it's not inevitable, but like, I think as a, like a design student, doesn't matter what your architecture, interior, whatever, I think once you go into that field, it's almost like your brain gets unlocked
2: your brain switches it just you know? switches
5: yeah. and you're like you just start analyzing everything within your field <laughs> because i think it's like
4: you spend like, your family thinks you're the weirdo
5: yeah you, they think you're the weirdo you spend like i think on average all this design spend three years on an excluding master phd like three years of your life looking at let's like as products we literally that's all we did for three years is just look at products, how products are made, <laughs> how can products be better made. So I think it's like yeah. I guess yeah, inevitable. It's drilled like you into like, you. Into, yeah, it's like drilled into you. And like that's what like like certain like tests or like um uh, discussions or debates or whatever was around like Oh,
4: I think cuz it is having technical difficulties. Yeah.
0: But I mean, um, they, to continue what you were saying, it's like, it it became our life for three years, you know, you, yeah. you lived it,
4: you learned the kind of discussion
0: you had was around it.
4: Yeah, to be honest with you, I don't even think it took three years. I remember after my first semester in first year, yeah. I already started, like, noticing things and picking things up in stores and just being like, not a good design. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: No, like even if I got like, go into like places and stuff, and if I like bump my leg on something or bump my arm, I'm mm. like, bad space planning. <laughs> <penny.
2: laughs>
4: Feng <laughs> Shui. Do
2: they yeah.
1: teach Feng
4: yeah. Shui in interior design? Or I, that had just to...
1: I had that's like a whole different like category. Uh, but yeah. like, yeah, I had to research that for honors.
4: Uh, I thought they taught it.
1: Mm-mm. They should. They really should because. I have a lot of questions with these designs that we do now.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but hey.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
5: Well, this is the end of the episode. Uh, we'll be back next yeah. week, hopefully, uh, with a bit more members. Uh, thank you for listening. Please subscribe.
1: Uh, at Rambles. Thank you.
5: At all the platforms where you listen to podcasts on it's your laptop that's okay yeah. we won't judge um uh, i do that yeah. too until next <laughs> week i guess
4: bye
1: yeah bye.
4: Bye. Bye.